This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 324. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Go listen to all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iTunes. You can go check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. On Twitter, at MarkingOut. You can follow me, your host, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can also follow... My co-host, who I am alongside right now, at BTTG161, and you can go check out Cooking with Brandon on YouTube, youtube.com slash, uh, not Cooking with Brandon, uh, youtube.com slash out 11 Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How are you doing? I'm doing zippity doo day You know, very good. Very good. And don't forget t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash marknow, of course, bad, as always. Bad weather today? Uh, yeah, very cloudy, windy, you know, stinks. Yeah. But what can you do? What can you do? How's all with you? Good. Yeah? Cloudy? Cloudy yeah. on it is. It is cloudy here, yeah. Hmm. So did you do anything exciting this week? Did I do anything exciting this week? To be honest, I don't think so. Just working on a PowerPoint presentation. Nothing uh, Nothing special. Nothing special taking place. What about you? Obviously something special going on. <laughs> well, so, either, either it's a concert, a party, or something. I, well, we know sometimes you, it's everything. Yeah, you know, Brandon just lives the dream over there. <laughs> So go forth and uh, let us know what dream you lived this week. Well, Saturday, last Saturday, I went to see Bon Jovi at Madison Square Garden. Nice. It was supposed to be the Saturday before, but Bon Jovi got uh, bronchitis, so they postponed it a week. And how was it? It was good. Yeah? Did he sing all of the hit songs? Yeah, except he didn't sing Runaway. I would have hmm. I would have liked to have heard Runaway live. But whatever. Interesting choice not to play that song. Well, he played it the night before, too, but uh, whatever. I'm cool with him not playing it. Did you buy any uh, Did you buy any shirts or posters? or? Never buy shirts. And the poster was not even, like, event-specific or, like, it didn't even, like, have any events on it. It was just tour-specific. Mm-hmm. But I bought a program, so. All right. How much did that set you back? Uh, five. I don't know if... Was it 20? I think it was 20. Mm. All right, so you get to add that to your collection. Yeah. You have quite the collection of programs. Yeah, it all started with Neil Diamond. Good old Neil. August 2008, Madison Square Garden. You know what? That's a concert that I don't mind missing, Neil Diamond. I've seen him three times, and I'm going to see him a fourth at Madison Square Garden this year. Are you kind of like, uh, what's his face, Jason Biggs in that movie? No, I would like... You're obsessed with him? I'm not obsessed with Neil Diamond. It's just Neil Diamond. How do you not like Neil Diamond? I I don't know. Just not a fan. I don't know how not, man. 
he's I just don't see it. I've heard you sing Sweet Caroline before. Yes, but have you heard me sing any other song from him? Brooklyn Roads? No. <laughs> you, you don't bring me flowers? No. I don't even know that song. It's with Barbara Streisand. Who? What do you mean, who? Oh, the woman from uh, Meet the Parents. Oh, I thought you were going to say the woman from South Park. <laughs> oh, I did one with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. All of those. I, I'm not a Neil Diamond fan. I don't know, man. He's good. Kentucky woman, how... solitary man. No, I don't understand and don't get the fandom behind. I mean, I can understand the fandom due to lyrical, but Bob Dylan. I just, I don't get Bob Dylan. That was, I don't get... coincidentally, the only, con of all the concerts that I've been to that sold programs, Bob Dylan is the only one I don't have a program from. Because and they didn't sell? No, they did sell it. I just didn't have uh, any cash on me at the time. And my dad was like, oh, you'll never. Like, what do you need a thing for? Blah, blah, blah. That stinks. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't I didn't get it. And then at, at, when I went to go buy it online, I went to sleep. And I was like, I'm going to buy it when I wake up. And when I woke up, the store was completely different, and they no longer sold the program. That's weird. I was like, what the hell? I, I don't know. I just don't I, – I'm not a fan. I can't understand his his lyrics. No, it was – it was. What, what do you mean the lyrics? What do you mean – Well, I can't, I can't understand what he sings. New Bob Dylan. Even old Bob Dylan. If you I can't just, understand old Bob Dylan, then you got something wrong with you. It sounds like he's just singing with stuff in his mouth. I no, don't I, really I understand think, it. Okay, think, maybe a few words. I don't. Still, I don't, I don't think, understand why people would want to spend the time to listen to him. I don't think you know who Bob Dylan is at this point. Actually, I You're read some of his books. I do. You're making me question it. Actually, I read some of his book, and I do know Bob Dylan. But I, I read his book, and I couldn't even understand that. Exactly. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> I'm. Why would you go out of your way to listen to someone if it's it's not a, a singing voice? Yes, it is. How? He's not soothing. It's not – I mean, come on now. It's not like Bob you're Dylan, Of course, Bob Dylan's not shot A, but like what are you trying to listen to? <laughs> I mean anything but Bob Dylan. Like it was, I just don't it, think it, he's – It was the worst concert. Worst, worst concert I've ever been to. It was, I, yeah, and I hate saying that, but yeah, it was. I couldn't. And I, now I literally, I couldn't. I could not understand and decipher song to song to song. And now, why is that? It was just like it just sounded like one long song. Is that potentially because you don't understand what Bob Dylan is singing? No, these days though, it's like difficult. These days, live, I should say, when you listen to him in the studio, it just sounds like. I mean, you can understand it, but it's still, like, really hoarse, but... Yeah, but why is that something that people want to listen to? I don't know. What do you mean? People listen it's to... It's not lyrically... Tom Waits? Sound. Right? Is not... Is it Tom Waits? Right? He's the guy that sounds like that? I am not too sure. What about Tom Petty? You don't like Tom Petty? No, I, I like Tom Petty, but he's I not... They have a similar... I, could, I, could actually, I think him and I Bob could, Dylan have similar voices. 
I don't think so. I think Tom Petty is has more of a singing voice than Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is just like, I don't, not good. Bob he's not, Dylan. He's not a good singer. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah, he's just not a good singer. I don't know. I quite enjoy Bob Dylan. Obviously, you were a big fan of his concert. No, that's completely different. Is it? If yeah. you can't perform, if you don't perform live well, then what does that say about you as a David, performer? first of all, his music is from 1960. Okay, and he didn't sound well back then. I disagree with that. Yeah, how often do you listen to him? Often. Often enough to know that he's not that good. No, I disagree with that. And He could have been a songwriter for someone else. I think Blowing in the Wind is one of the best songs ever. Well, maybe you just don't know music as well as I thought you did. No, I don't think you know music as well as you think you do. Uh, you think you know me. You think you know me. But well, like his music back then, he's like in his 70s now, so... Like, voices mm -hmm. change. His voice, I feel like, was still... Uh, you uh, you were unable to understand him back then, I feel. Maybe a little bit clearer. I, don't, I really have no idea what you were listening to that makes you decipher... Or that makes you think that you couldn't hear him. Um, it's just the, his voice. The but, hoarseness of it, the... Regardless, that's one pro wrestling tease.com slash mark and out. I went to the driving range also this week. All right, all right, and sit, how'd that go? Sit and chill. Yeah, it was fine. It was dandy. Driving range and chill. And chill. It was nice. like it was like really nice weather out this week. Mm -hmm. This week was like phenomenal weather. It really was. I wanted yeah, to get my, to go my arm is. Get... What did you say? I wanted to get a chance to go hiking, but didn't get around to it. Oh, Mr. I love to hike, huh? Uh-huh. I just found out you had to pay if you wanted to hike Mohawk Mountain. Really? Mohawk Mountain. Hmm. Up in New Paltz. Interesting. All right, well, go but I was going to say, my, my arms are even, like, they're sunburned. I sat outside uh, this mm -hmm. past weekend. All right. Well, I mean, getting sun is good for you. Yeah. Get your vitamin D in there. I'd rather just drink orange juice, but and by orange juice I mean Sunny D. And by mm. Sunny D, I really don't want to drink Sunny D. <laughs> and that would be vitamin C. It's vitamin D. It's called Sunny D for a reason. Well, orange is vitamin C. It's Sunny D for a reason. Sunny D is disgusting, by the way. It just—it's like creamy, right? It's tang. It's it's not disgusting. tang. It's the same thing. Sunny D is not Tang. Sunny D is gross. Tang is, is tangerine. Sunny D is not good. Sunny Delight is a beverage that was founded in 1963. Hmm. Nice fact. Tenoid. Tenoid? I was going to say factoid. But, all right. Anything else to report on the week of Brandon? No, not really. I'm going to a party tonight. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> you tell. It's a surprise party. Whoa. For who? My brother. I actually know all this, but it's Mexican. It's Mexican themed, so I don't know if I should like like 
I don't think anyone's going to be wearing masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm probably the only one there that, like, owns stuff like that. I would say wear your mask. I definitely don't think I'm going to. And it's like, I own, like, Lucha shirts. Do I wear a Lucha shirt? or? Of course you do. I'll be, you the, only, be... I'll be the only one dressed in theme. Exactly. <laughs> so why not do it? Yeah. You should do it, dude. Wear the Lucha mask. I'm not wearing a thank, Lucha mask. Thank me tomorrow. I'm not going to wear a Lucha mask. Wear the Lucha mask. Do a dive. Thank it's, me tomorrow. It's funny. My mom and brother, they were cleaning out the attic, and they were like going through all these boxes, and they found uh, an old Rey Mysterio mask that like came with a figure. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly, I put it on. It's, for, it's made for children, but it fit right on my head. Huh. Well, I mean, it doesn't like fit fit, but like if I tied it, it fits. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, so maybe I'll have to wear that. I, you know what I'd say? I'd say do it. You got nothing to lose. I just, but need, need, I, I just need help tying the ties together. You need help tying the tie. Yeah. Um, I think you should do it. I think that is a very wise decision on your behalf. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like an idiot if I show up to a place wearing a lucha mask. Now, is it, I mean, it's a Mexican-themed party. Isn't everybody else there the ones that should feel like idiots, though, if they're but, not? But ultimately, but ultimately, when I'm alone sitting in the corner by myself <laughs> wearing a lucha mask <laughs> and nobody else is, I'll feel like the biggest idiot. Well, you also know that everyone at the party is probably talking about you, which makes you the talk of the town. Which makes me feel like I'm an even bigger idiot. But people are talking about you. Yeah, but so. it's not like, oh, he's so handsome and he's so cool. It's For like, all you know. <laughs> it's like, look at that weird kid sitting in the corner with a lucha mask on. Or with a, a mask in general on. Oh, Who has the Halloween mask on? It's like, oh, that's his brother. Ooh, and then they'll be ouch. like, "Oh, woof. woof!" I feel bad for him, dude. I, I say rocket. Should you I? Got it's like, to lose, but you got nothing You're literally telling me to go outside wearing a cape. And what do you mean? And that's weird. Is it? <laughs> Step outside your boundaries, dude. You can do it. I don't know. And then record your experience. So this way we can make a show out of it. Yeah. Well, that was eventful now, wasn't it? Well, let's get to some outside-the-ring news. Unfortunately, this week, uh, Matt Anawai passed away. Um, WWE Universe knows him as Rosie, uh, tagging up, teaming up with the Hurricane and in three-minute wa- uh, warning. Very unfortunate at the, very, at the young age of 47. Our thoughts and condolences go out to him and his uh, his family and his friends. Yeah, it's such a shame. Yeah, it, it's always annoying. Like, it's not annoying, but it's always upsetting when we have to report all of these deaths in pro wrestling. Uh, and not, like, report, but talk about even, just to read about it and hear about it. It's just so unfortunate that I feel like in this, this sport of pro wrestling, they're just it's just so frequent. And it's just so, so unfortunate. And, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, that this happened. Yeah. I like the uh, the graphic that WWE used for it. It wasn't, yeah, like the, I, it wasn't like the standard 
graphic that they would normally put up. Yeah, I think that that was really nice of them because I wasn't too sure if they were even going to do it because they, it seems I mean, like Roman Reigns is his brother. Like, how do you not? Yeah, of course. I and mean, he, I was, and he wasn't on bad terms with WWE, so yeah. I mean, I'm still surprised that like they didn't do a few people, but I'm really happy that they included him. Uh, ha- have you ever met him? No. Always, no. always wanted to, but never got a chance to. Mm-hmm. I mean, was definitely a fan of him with Three Minute uh, Warning, but I think when he was teaming with Hurricane, I was in a phase where I wasn't watching it as much. Like WrestleMania 20-ish? Yeah, I think so. Backstage, one of the best promos ever, The Rock walking backstage with the camera, and he runs into Hurricane and Rosie, and they're eating, <laughs> they're eating Big Macs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Nah. Well, our thoughts and condolences to his family and friends, as we already said. Yeah, to the whole Anawahi family. Yeah. Um, this week, also at a WWE NXT live event, Dash Wilder of the Revival, he broke his jaw and it has to get wired shut. And he is reported that he'll be out of action for eight weeks. Do you know who Huge. broke his jaw? Was it Nakamura or Tommy? That I'm, I'm not too sure, but very unfortunate that this happened to Dash Wilder, one half of the revival, after they have made such an impact on Monday Night Raw. Like it's only like it's only fitting that whoever broke his jaw should walk around in a shirt that says "I broke Dash's jaw." That would be actually pretty, <laughs> like for storyline purposes on current day television, would make no sense. But for off screen, like those mm-hmm. Luke Harper shirts. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see if someone cashes in on it. Yeah, but, but it, it sucks that Dash Wilder's out. Like, they just debuted on Monday Night Raw. They get the call yeah. up, boom, broken jaw. And I want them to prove, to like, not prove because I just don't know them, but I wanted, I was really looking forward to seeing a lot more of them in the ring to get on the bandwagon, so to speak. It's weird, like, um, when one person of the tag team gets injured, they're just going to, like, stay out. That's the thing I really don't like, though. I mean, I understand you don't want him at ringside, but I feel like the other half could still compete. I mean, I I still think that they could be at ringside. Just be careful and uh, avoid action, you know? Yeah, but if his jaw's wired shut, like, that's that's not not we've. But it's not like we haven't had people who have been in casts or whatever at ringside in the past. A cast is a lot different than a a wired shut jaw. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be off the road taking care of himself. Right. But, yeah, it stinks. So we wish him a speedy recovery, and we definitely look forward to the revival. Uh, Either what they do in between this or... After the eight weeks, once this is uh, taken care of. Yeah. Speaking of taken care of, Mick Foley finally underwent that hip surgery that felt like years that he was supposed to be getting it. But uh, he got the surgery, he's recovering from it, so maybe he'll be back with uh, WWE soon. Maybe he'll come back from being fired. Probably not, but... Yeah, hopefully he gets healed up after all this, and we could see him back in the WWE again. But wishing him, like Dash, a speedy recovery from this hip surgery. Uh, it's always a 
very um, invasive surgery. So hopefully he just gets back on his feet and is uh, in less discomfort. What do they do? They just take out your hip and put a metal it, thing in? It depends on what kind of hip surgery he had. I mean, I got I had the opportunity of watching a, a hip replacement so, uh, surgery, um, uh, and it's very, very invasive. It involves cutting through muscles, the fascia, and a lot of other. Like you could act when you watch it in person, you actually understand. Oh, this is why they feel all this discomfort. This is why they can't go through these. Um, these actions because he's not going to be able to do like, like flex his leg past 90 degrees, uh, adduction, internal rotation of his lower extremity of the hip that he did. If that's a posterior hip replacement, uh, if they went the posterior side, but it's going to take a long time to recover. So yeah. Um, it's also being reported that Mike Bennett and Marie Kanellis are very close to signing a deal with the WWE. And there's even rumors that they won't even, they'll bypass NXT completely and just appear on SmackDown live. Um, do you think that this would be a beneficial thing? And like, there's many wrestlers that I could see bypassing NXT, Mike Bennett and Maria, I don't know if I would put them in that category to bypass NXT just because this is Mike Bennett's first time around. Uh, Maria, it's her returning uh, to the WWE and everything. But what do you think about that? I just don't know about his connection to the WWE universe. Yeah, I mean, at this point right now, I have no idea. Like, I feel like the NXT would be good just to get his name out to the WWE Universe a little bit more. But on the other hand, he is very talented. Uh, the duo of them are very good together. So who knows, especially because now you don't have The Miz and Maurice on SmackDown. So I can definitely see Mike and Maria becoming the, like, it couple on SmackDown. And Cena's going to be out and stuff, so... Who knows? It'll be interesting to see what kind of gimmick they're getting. If it's going to be similar to Miz and Maurice or... Because, I, mean, yeah. I mean, not that they did, but like TNA, they kind of had somewhat of a similar gimmick. Mm -hmm. Like the It couple. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he, he's very talented. He's a very good wrestler. And I think Maria Kanellis is, has grown to be a really, really great valet. Like, for what she has done and everything with her time in Ring of Honor, TNA, I think that she's done a really good job. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this. Yeah. Uh, Simon Gotch, now that he's done with WWE, will be using the name Simon Grimm. I know he's selling some shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees, so go support him. Mm-hmm. And book him. Yeah. Uh... I guess we're, only time's going to tell. Maybe he was going to be one of those stories that, like, uh, I mean, McIntyre was in a different category, but maybe he can make a big name for himself on the independent scene. So only time will tell with that. But definitely, yeah. So I read an interview. I read an interview that he did that he's going to be combining his old indie character with Simon Gotch mm -hmm. to uh, make some sort of hybrid character. So. Well, I'm not familiar with how he used to be. I mean, it was like, but. it was 
I mean, like the like the, I don't know how to describe it. Like from the Carney's era mm-hmm. of wrestling, like the strong man type of thing. So he had that on the indie scene before. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. It, it's gotcha. really. I mean, it's really interesting. Did you use that as a pun? No, you didn't. But yeah, no. I almost did. <laughs> Do you get it? No. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Um. But last up. We spoke about AAA and Impact Wrestling a few weeks ago uh, working together, but now it's like official, but super confusing because talent from Lucha Underground will be able to work with Impact due to their contract with AAA, but they won't be able to use their names or gimmicks. Mm-hmm. So it's like super... Like, I guess I, John Hennigan can appear on Impact? Yeah, I guess he can. Shane Strickland, um, Jeff Cobb, and a bunch of others. It will be interesting, but the big name, well, not to say that those guys are a small name. They are all big names, especially coming out of Lucha Underground now. I think a lot of them have made names for themselves there. But a big name that the wrestling universe talks about is ricochet uh prince puma um what he's been very vocal on twitter about his direction with lucha underground his inability to wrestle for uh ring of honor and all these other places while under contract with lucha underground even though he does not want to wrestle under the prince puma name he'd rather wrestle under ricochet so, but I, I guess it's like, I, I, like I, I that's what, like I don't know the agreement between AAA and Impact. That's the thing too. I also we also don't know the kind of contract that Ricochet agreed to. Maybe his contract with Lucha Underground is is different or worded differently than a few other wrestlers that have appeared on different shows. Maybe he's a little bit more locked have, up. Have there been that. Lucha Underground wrestlers to appear for Ring of Honor? Um, hmm. Like, I, I don't think so. I actually... Hmm. Is that another phone call from uh, from Denver? <laughs> no, it's Erica. Um, I actually don't think so. But I'm pretty positive we've seen, like, Shane Strickland for CZW. We've seen Jeff Cobb a lot of places. But the one guy that we don't see... Yeah, but it's like, that's like a thing is because they're not... I mean, CZW doesn't have a TV deal. I think they do. They have the TV. Definitely don't, don't I mean, have a TV deal. There's no way CZW has a TV deal. Where are they airing? That's true. That's true. But even still, I mean, Ring of, you Ring don't of see... Honor airs television. But even still, we don't see Ricochet booked all that much. What do you mean? He's booked on indie shows. Is he? I would assume so. I feel like I haven't seen him booked as often as like someone like Jeff Cobb and stuff. Maybe, maybe. He has been. It's just been under the radar for me. He doesn't do PWG anymore either? I think he does. I, I think know. he... Didn't he wrestle Leo Rush? Or was that Shane Strickland? I forgot. I feel like someone... Maybe... I feel like Ricochet, Ricochet's been at PWG recently. But I guess only time will tell about all of that. I would love to see some of these guys with WWE. Jeff Cobb being one of the 
the bigger names that I want to see there. Yeah. Shane Strickland, I want to see there. I know you'd probably want to see Hennigan there again. I mean, there's a lot of people under those that Lucha Underground contract that I want to see in NXT. I mean, let's not forget what happened with Lucha Underground and Hernandez yeah. with TNA. So it's going to be very interesting. I would like to see uh, Thunder Rosa in WWE. Yeah. I, I mean, cheerleader Melissa should have been there years ago. I still don't understand why she's not never been. I yeah, cheerleader Melissa has been one of the most, if not the most impressive woman in wrestling for a while. I mean, a few years ago, she was definitely number one. Yeah. So it will definitely be interesting. I'm happy we got to see her live. I don't even remember. I'm almost positive we saw her live. For what company? Um, I actually don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen her wrestle live, did I? I feel like I have. I think you have too. But, no, all right, talking about seeing things live, let's get to these indie results. On the 14th, uh, Five Borough Wrestling Proving Grounds in Brooklyn, New York. You saw the Five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Championship on the line. AJ Spectre and Bear Bronson picked up the victory over Bam Sullivan and Stockade, who were the champions. Uh, Stockade turned on Bam Sullivan following the matchup. Yeah, uh, Flip Gordon defeated Matt McIntosh and Facade. Yeah, Logan Black defeated Cyrus DeVille with Stockade. Bam Sullivan helping Logan Black pick up that victory. Yeah, Cyrus DeVille's a new, I guess, lackey, if you want to call it that, of Stockades. Yeah. Uh, Talon picked up the victory, defeating Max Caster. Uh, and then Force, the tag team of... Um, Bear Bronson and AJ Spector. Yeah, they they came out and their newest member seemed to be Anthony Gangon. And they, they attacked Talon. Yeah. Uh, number one contendership on the line for the Five Borough Wrestling Championship. JT Dunn taking on Bull James. This ended in a double countout. So that number one contendership is still on the line. Well, as of that moment. Yeah, as of, as of that <laughs> night. Uh, Rex Lawless and PJ Stackpole de- defeated uh, the Elements. Uh, Darius Carter defeated Joey Ryan. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein defeated Orion Dove. Uh, Greek God Papadon was on commentary for this and challenged Michael Jacob Feinstein. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. Why do I keep saying Michael? I don't know. Damn. It's, it's, I yeah. guarantee you it's because of Boy Meets World. Guarantee you. Why? Because he did, like, he wrote it or produced it or whatever, Michael Jacobs. Oh. But uh, he challenged Maxwell Jacob Feinstein to a match. And uh, the commissioner came out, made it for the next show, and said, if Papadon loses, he'll never be allowed to wrestle at Five Bar Wrestling again. Yeah, it will be a big match to keep your eye on. Especially uh, Maxwell, I almost did it now. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein being an up-and-coming star. And Papadon being a, a veteran of the business for a very long time. So that's going to be fun to watch. In the main event, the Five Borough Wrestling Championship on the line. Mike Verna, the champion, successfully picked up the victory over JT Dunn, Bill James, and Brian Cage. 
So that number one contendership was probably decided uh, where you just had Dunn and James involved in that main event match. Yeah. So awesome stuff over there. Uh, taking place on the 15th of April, Ignite Fight Night in Orlando, Florida. The Ignite title tournament first round match took place. Uh, we're just going to say that all of them are. Yeah, the next until, four are all first-round matches. John Cruz defeated Teddy Stigma. C.J. O'Doyle picked up the victory over Braden Knight. Aaron Epic defeated Max Stardom. Alex Cruz victorious over Chico Adams. Uh, normal tag team match. You had Black and Wild defeating Joey Osborne and Nick Nero. Lacey Lane defeated Chuckles. For the Ignite title tournament semifinal matches, we saw Aaron Epic defeating John Cruz. And Alex Cruz defeating C.J. O'Doyle. Normal match, Axe Clover defeated Carlos Gabriel. And then the Ignite title tournament final match, Aaron Epic taking up the victory over Alex Cruz. Aaron Epic, the new and first Ignite champion. Yeah. Uh, on the 15th, Pro Wrestling Magic in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Ace Romero picking up the victory over Kyle the Beast. Yeah. Uh, Casamento uh, Memorial Cup qualification match took place. Crusade for change. Darius Carter and TJ Marconi defeated the Down Boys. Juan Francisco de Coronado defeated Sebastian Cruz. For the Dark Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arts Championship. Everett Cross, the champion, successfully retaining that title, defeating Sebastian Cage. Yeah, Eddie McQueen, McQueen defeating EC Negro and Joey Ryan. Kill the Magic versus uh, Team PWM ended in a no contest. You had the PWM women's title on the line. Rachel Ellering successfully, def uh, well, I mean, it's still successful, but having a double pin finish with Tara Calloway. So she still retains, I'm pretty positive she still retains that championship, but more information will be provided via Pro Wrestling Magic. The Pro Wrestling Magic Tag Team Championships are on the line. The Amazing Grayson successfully retaining those titles against Fit to be Tied. And then in the main event, Keith Lee victorious over JT Dunn. Some upcoming independent pro wrestling shows in Enfield, Connecticut. Taking place on the 29th of April, Beyond Wrestling, Looking California, taking place. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly will be taking on Johnny Silver. Jarek will take on Dick Justice. David Starr will be taking on Jay Freddy. Penelope Ford taking on Lufisto. Jordan Grace taking on Deanna Perrazzo. Desmond Xavier, Zachary Wentz, and Dave and Jake Chris taking on Team Pazuzu. Jonathan Gresham versus Michael Elgin. And Davey Richards taking on JT Dunn. Uh, also taking place on the 29th of April at the MYWC Sportatorium. MYWC April Rain. You're going to be seeing Milk Chocolate versus Private Party. You're also going to be seeing Blake Morris taking on Devin Moore. J-Red teaming up with GIT and Brittany Savage. To take on Sullivan, Mouse, and Victoria Von Black. Black G is taking on Rex Lawless. The General and JT Kaysen teaming up together to take on the Fella Twins. 
And you also have the NYWC Fusion title on the line. Big O defending against Papadon. NYWC Starlet Championship on the line. Champion Willow Nightingale defending that title against Sumi Sakai. You got Tag Team Championship on the line. Anthony Lacera and Jesse Vane taking on the Benson Brothers. And for the NYWC Championship, the champion Bull James will be defending that title against Scott Norton. That is right. The Scott Norton. He was always my favorite character player in... Uh, the WCW N64 games. He was a beast. Yeah, I, I was just a fan of his powerbomb finish. Uh, on the 29th, WrestlePro in Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. The Apple Corp take it on Habib from the Car Wash and CPA. It's going to be a 30-man rumble featuring Dan Moth, Pat Buck, Mario Bokura, Alex Reynolds, so many more. Yeah, check that out. You got Beatrice and Deanna Perazzo take it on Maria Manic and Vanity. Alex Reynolds taking on Delroy Alexander. David Starr taking on Craven Barrow, Flip Gordon, Craig Steele, Dante Calab uh, Caballero, and Swaggle. Uh, Falaba taking on Michael Elgin. You got Chris Payne taking on Moose. Kevin Matthews taking on Dan Moff. You got also DDP in the house. He's going to be having hosting a workshop. Uh, on the 30th in Union, New Jersey. So go check that out. A DDP yoga workshop. Yes, yeah. A DDP yoga workshop. Yeah, so if you want to do yoga with DDP, check it out. WrestlePro Online. Yeah. And then on the 30th, Beyond Wrestling, Feeling Minnesota in Providence, Rhode Island. Doom Patrol, take it on Jonathan Grisham and an unknown tag team partner. Davey Richards, taking on John Silver. Keith Lee taking on Michael Elgin. What else? A.R. Fox taking on J.T. Dunn. You got Deanna Perrazzo taking on Tasha Steeles, taking on Karen Q. David Starr versus Tracy Williams. Janelle P. will be taking on Triple XL. And so much more. EYFBO, Swaggle, Sabre Jr. in a ton. Scratch that. Zach Sabre Jr. in a ton more. <laughs> Yeah, so check out all those independent wrestling shows. Go to them, support local independent federations. Yeah, go support them. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. the Radiator Man, because you know your boy stays with that heat, and you're listening to Marking Out. Wait for it. Wait for it. Cheer! And we're back marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 324. All right, let's dive into some sports entertainment and talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Monday Night Raw kicked off with Braun Strowman. A lot Nick. more like Monday Night Braun, huh? Whoa. Yeah, no, totally, boys. Uh, making his presence felt that night in the ring, cutting a promo about how Roman Reigns will not be on Monday Night Raw. And the crowd loved it. I'm going to tear through the whole locker room, dude. Yeah, the crowd ate it up completely. And then Kurt Angle. I think that their reaction was with when they heard the crowd reaction to all this. I don't know. It's weird, like, because, like, Kurt Angle comes out, like, the only, basically the only appearance of the night. Mm. 
right? Um, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "There's, there's literally, there's nothing to prove." And Braun's like, "Dude, man, there's more to come, brother." And Angle's Angle made the match for payback. He goes Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, and then he gave Strowman the night off. But Strowman obviously did not listen to that. He is Mister No Days Off. Yeah, throughout the night he attacked. Uh, he attacked Golden Truth. Just walk into the match. Looked like they were about to go face the club. Didn't happen. Kalisto, he yeah. took out the trash. Which kind of stupid because, like, that's like a to me that's a bad first impression. Of uh, oh, Kalisto. Yeah, like he gets drafted or shaked up, shooken up to Monday Night Raw. Well, and, I'm like, o- his first appearance on Monday Night Raw is him getting thrown in a dumpster. I'm okay with that. I don't know. They could have used so many other. He could, they could have used uh, Lince Dorado for that. Lince, I, I guess. But Kalisto is. I mean, I guess it's his first uh, time on Monday Night Raw. So you want to? Well, first time since the draft, but mm-hmm. they should have definitely not used Kalisto for that. But right after that, he kept walking and he got huge body into. Into the door by Big Show. Why yeah. don't you pick on somebody your own size? He just got rocked. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it does stink with Kalisto because you want him to make an impact right away off of uh, on Raw. But I totally get it too. I understand why they wanted to do it. It's just unfortunate they didn't choose anybody else. Yeah. And then with Big Show, just what is that? Why? Again. Well, I mean, clearly this is it, but. Yeah, I just don't understand. Yeah, but still, I mean. It's just to make him, it's to make Braun Strowman look like the monster. Yeah, but then to have Big Show come in and do what he did, I. No. I guess it sets up the night a little bit more. Yeah. No one can stop him who's gonna stop him big show's gonna try yeah up next though samoa joe picked up the victory over chris jericho uh seth rollins was was on commentary but as far as much mention with this match it's like yeah right yeah i don't and i also i didn't like i like i don't get like they're trying to depict to depict samoa joe as the destroyer so yeah, why, I, why was the match almost ten minutes long? I don't like, get that. Like if, like if Samoa Joe is a destroyer, you go in there, boom, a minute, demolish him, a minute, maybe. A but minute. then on the other hand, this is the U.S. Which cha- is uh, stupid. No, he's not the U.S. champion. It's stupid. But he's in the he, it, for it, right? Which is stupid. You sh- you should have picked somebody else for that. Who else would you put in against Samoa Joe? Lord. I mean, because on the other hand, you also don't want to give him competition where he just where it is. Just jobber central, you know. Like it could have been Apollo Cruz. Unfortunately, this is the spot that Sami Zayn would be in. Right, but it could but have then, been. On the other hand, if you you just said Cruz, yeah, that would be his first impression. But we just said about Kalisto. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Well, no. Uh, I mean, in the sense where I mean the the I mean we'll just mention the promo now. Uh, backstage, Titus O'Neil went up to him and tried to get him to join the Titus brand. Tried to make him, he goes, man, you're a star. 
uh, let's make you a star. Join the Titus brand. It could have been Apollo Crews losing to Samoa Joe. He's backstage hurt. Ouch. And then Titus Brand Titus O'Neil comes in there and he goes, Oh, I want to make you a star. Let's let's make make sure so that never happens again with Samoa Joe. Come join the Titus brand. Take I think heart. there's a I think that there's a lot of things that could have happened with this. Also I mean, also are we part of the Titus brand now? I don't We know. are. We are officially part of the Titus brand. I don't know if it's official though. I don't know. I mean, I I like to think so. It makes me feel good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Samoa Joe defeated Chris Jericho. Yeah, following the match though, uh, you had the club walking backstage, and they walk right by the Drifter, who is playing his uh, guitar. But they were, they seemed quite entertained by it. Yeah, I uh, or not really. I don't know. It seemed like they were kind of like grooving to it. What? No. Yeah. They look like they that the drifters just asked them for a little bit of change. No, I don't know, man. It kind of looked like they were like ready to give them too sweet. Yeah. You you, you think the drifters going to join them? I don't, but join uh, the I still wish that he would appear on SmackDown, but I guess that's not going to be the case. Yeah, I would love to see him appear on SmackDown as well. I mean, the guy is... Is he really good in the ring? Or I only saw him wrestle a few times. I like him, yeah. Yeah? All right. Well, I guess we're going to see more of the Drifter. And uh, might as well. That's not the only time that we saw the Drifter backstage. Uh, Later on in the night, Y2J is being interviewed by Mike. um, And it's... What's his last name, Mike? I kind of yep. want to say that's not this guy's not not even named Mike. No, Tom Is Phillips. It, was it Mike Rome? Maybe. I don't think so. Was it? I I don't know, but Y2J was going back and forth. Yeah, I think so because he was just like, "My name's Mike, not oh. Tom." Because Y2J was insisting that his name was Tom. Yeah. Um, it was really a hilarious promo uh, promo backstage, and then the Drifter just goes ahead and walks through his promo, playing his guitar. Y2J about to put Mike on the list, but then switches his mind and says, well, now the Drifter is on my list. Yeah. So, But rewinding back to after the Drifter appeared the first time, the club was out there for their match. Uh, no opponents who to come out, but Enzo and Cass. Yeah, but the reasoning, Braun Strowman took them out. Yeah, well, took out the Golden Truth. Yeah, it took them out um, on the way to the ring, so... The end of this came really fast, though. I... Where Cass, Cass hit that, like, Cactus Jack-esque big boot to the outside, mm-hmm. to Gallows, and then Enzo went for that DDT from the middle of the rope, and uh, Anderson caught him and just, like, tossed him onto that turnbuckle. Yeah, it, I thought it looked really awesome. Yeah, I was like, I've n- I don't know if I've ever seen anyone, like, do that. I said the same thing when I saw it. I don't recall ever seeing anybody utilize the turnbuckle in that manner. And I thought it was just an awesome spot. Yeah. But um, match-wise, it did the job. I mean, it was entertaining. So, club picking up the victory. Next up, you had uh, TJP picking up the victory. How no? You had Miss TV. Oh, Miss TV. Wait. Oh, that's why... 
I wrote the number four next to Ms. TV and next to the Braun segment. Yeah, so you had Ms. TV and uh, Dean Ambrose ended up interrupting Miz. He did not wait for an introduction, but uh, I, I honestly, throughout this whole thing, I can only hope for Miz to win the Intercontinental Championship and see Dean Ambrose move on to other things, something else that's like, I don't know. Do you think that his promo, what Miz said, was correct and accurate? Is I mean, Dean well, Ambrose Miz, lazy? Miz basically did exactly what Stone Cold Steve Austin did to Dean Ambrose when he was on his podcast on the network. Yeah. So it's like... And then rumor maybe, has it maybe that it's like the people, people are saying that. That's the rumor. The rumor is that script, the people that wrote the script feel that way. And that's why that was in there. Miz was like, I do what I do and I dress how I dress because... I portray a WWE superstar. I I make us look like superstars, while you, on the other hand, you just make people look like wrestlers. Yeah. What's your take of that? Like, I mean, since the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, has he taken his character, his gimmick, to another level? I don't think it's like, but I just, like, in that sense, though, I don't think it's like, I don't, I can't say anybody in WWE is lazy. I just can't. But, well, I know you can't. I mean, come on now. But you can't. You can't either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you but really still... can't, though. I mean, but like, if you look at it, like, if you watch Total Divas, it's like the same type of thing. Yeah, no, their schedules are insane. But even still, in the no, life what? of the pro what? I'm not talking about it's... schedules. I'm talking about personality-wise. Oh, <laughs> schedules. Oh, come see their schedules on Total Divas. And what do you mean by that? Like his personality. It's like the exact same person. Like, oh, I'm not wearing a suit. Don't comb my hair. Yeah, but do you have any, he's, do you he's have any whiskey? Him. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like He's it's not, not being uh, him over the top. Like how they say usually pro wrestler is who you are, just taken to another level. He Is he taking himself to another level? I don't believe that's how Ambrose is really like, though. What he's really like. So, I don't know. But they ended up, Ambrose attacked Miz, and uh, Miz went for the Skull Crushing finale. Uh, Ambrose went to reverse on his dirty deeds, and they escaped. Maurice also hit him with the microphone. She got into his face before that, too. But Yeah, but I'm not entertained by Dean Ambrose at all. Like, when he comes on TV, I just don't care. Do you care about anything that he does? I don't know. I mean, not not as of late, no. It's been, Even it's back been, then, it's been quite you? some time. It's been quite some time, yeah. I mean, his feud with Jericho, and like, I mean, I just don't think that there was ever a time when he was in his singles career where I was just like, I I have to watch this. This guy is exactly who I want to watch right now. Well, he bought a T-shirt when he was WWE champion. Who? You did? Oh, yeah, I did. But seriously, <laughs> like, I, I don't see it at all. Like, there's no matches that are, like, have to see matches. It's like there's, like, a bunch of things that annoy me with it. Like, even mm-hmm. down to it. Like, I mean, it's from the start, but, like, even down to his signature, mm-hmm. it's a D and an A. Like, that's not, like, I don't. You pay so much money for that kind of autograph. Yeah. Like Becky Lynch, it's an L with a, a with a number three, basically. Or no, it's a mm-hmm. reverse. It's a reverse. 
a reverse B. Hmm. In the same, it's like a one character signature. I just, I don't get signatures like that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess time's going to tell, but I really, I don't see the draw to him. I don't think that he is championship material right now. I would be okay if they put Dean Ambrose back in the tag team division. Yeah, but who's he teaming up with? There's only Rollins, there's only Reigns. Bring back in Sammy Callahan. Put him and Callahan together. That's just not going to happen. So. <laughs> not at all. But can you imagine? It, no. I mean, like, I mean, they could, like, do some serious work. Right. If they were, if they were a tag team, like that, like, that would be, like, watch out to the tag team division. Yeah. But even still, I, yeah, Dean Ambrose is not the guy ever in my mind. Never will be championship material and i and i mean that in like ic wise like not even wwe championship but outside of the tag team i just don't see him right now as a u.s champion as an ic champion or anything like that i don't i don't see the draw to that so um still welcome to be on our show so yeah (laughs) So. Up next, TJ Perkins picked up the victory over Jack Gallagher. Neville coming out to the ringside, but he had some company. Yeah, Austin, Austin Aries joining him. Which led to, the, <coughs> led to the end of the match. Did you try to block out that cough? Yeah, I did. TJ Perkins tossed Jack Gallagher into Austin Aries, and Aries got up on the ring apron to argue, and then Neville just like... like Violently knocked him off the apron. Yeah. Which TJP took advantage of that. Pending. Uh, using the rope, actually, to kick into Gallagher's face. And then pin him. But out of all of this, I, I need to say that if Gallagher... First of all, Gallagher should be in WWE 2K18. And if he is, that umbrella spot that he does better be an oh my god moment. That would be pretty interesting. Like, how do you not include something like that into the game? And, like, he, yeah. you, he's definitely, he's been on Monday Night Raw weekly, basically, since the, the cruise, the, since 205 Live was, like, announced or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, could, I mean, I could see some of these 205ers being in the video game. They should 100%. Like, TJ Perkins, they even added taunts on his moves last year to the game in the new moves pack. Mm-hmm. So it's like 100% they should be in it. Like, if Tony Nese is not in the game next year, that's a shame. Or this year, I should say. Yeah, it is this year. Yeah. That's weird. I feel like the other game just came out. Well, it came out in October. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, by summer, we should be having a roster. Well, come together. Probably around SummerSlam. Yeah. But not really. Who knows? They did it differently last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I missed when it used to be the guy from I or the guy from THQ with Miz and Eve Torres. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. Yeah. But now they're just. Last year was a search and find picture. Yeah, which, it was. Which where they were like we were finding clues that weren't clues at all. Like, there was, like, a thing that I could swear said Rhino or something, and then Rhino ended up not being in the game. 
Yeah. It's like a Jeff Hardy graffiti face paint, and he wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so moving on. After that, we saw Alexa Bliss defeating Mickie James, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax to become the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, you had a little bit of everything in this match. Sasha Banks locking in the bank statement on Alexa Bliss. But before you even like talk about the whole match itself, I want to mm-hmm. say that uh, oftentimes a bunch of the stuff that Nia Jax does, uh, I'm not impressed with. But in this match, when she had Alexa, not Alexa Bliss, uh, Sasha Banks up on her shoulders for a Samoan drop, and like used. Sasha Banks to knock Mickey James off the top rope into the onto the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought Nia Jax did a really good job in this match. Um, I thought overall it, it was a decent match. Yeah, Alexa but, Bliss was the most over person here. It was her hometown crowd? Was that like is that a mistake or what do you mean? Like to have? I mean, you're obviously trying to portray her as a heel. No, I think that that's. Perfect, because she is a heel, but she also knows how to play to the crowd. I mean, in a backstage segment, she even spoke about that a little bit. Like, I think that she, I think that's fine. What did she say in the backstage segment? I, I forgot, but they did bring up about her being at the home crowd. Uh, but I thought that it was completely fine. I I was a big fan of her steal, stealing the victory right from Nia Jax. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I really like this. Going into this match, as soon as it began, I was under the impression that she would maybe team up with Nia Jax, mm-hmm. given what happened last week, mm-hmm. where, like, they looked at each other in, like, agreeance almost. Yeah. But, uh, that did not happen. She was, like, the first to get hit. And I'm A-okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Bliss versus Bailey. Yeah, me too. Um, next up, you had Kurt Hawkins in the ring, cutting a promo. And long behold, Finn Balor comes out to uh, accept the challenge of Hawkins. No, and no, not even a pop, nothing. Nobody cared that Finn Balor was there because his music needs to change. They change his music and it makes no sense. I don't understand. Yeah, I think that they took it, like that initial reaction, I feel like they really... Dulled down. The fans literally did not care that Finn Balor was there. Yeah, I think that they have to change his theme song back to the original. Like, they've... I don't understand. Like, they keep changing the intro of that theme song. Yeah. Like, the demon Balor has the... <laughs> like, that part. Can you hear that? Yeah, but isn't that what he had when he first came to Monday Night Raw 2? Yeah, and then, like, they he came back... Like, I it guess wasn't just he... Demon Kane. Uh, demon Kane. <laughs> was it just Demon uh, Finn Balor? That was his theme song. Yeah, I don't know. And then for whatever reason, they have that new intro that people are like, who is this? Even I was like, who? who is this? Somebody's returning? Somebody's debuting? Yeah, no, it took me a little bit too. I was just like, and I was, was a little and then, confused. And then Michael Cole, I think it was, was like, oh my God, it's Finn Balor. I'm like, how do you know it's Finn Balor if I don't know it's Finn Balor? <laughs> and then Finn Balor music, his music hits, so. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I felt the same exact way. But yeah, Kurt Hawkins, it seems like they're doing like sort of a Heat Slater type of thing with him with uh like returns and and like matches, random quick matches. Yeah. Like uh 
Heath Slater circa 2013, maybe? 2012? Mm. With the Legends? with the When the Legends re- return? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Hawkins. His attire reminded me a lot of Sparky Plug a little bit. <laughs> a lot of? No, never. Because really? it just reminds me of Bonesaw. Sparky Plug. But no, maybe it just, it's just reminds me similar no. what it reminds me of bone saw bone saw yeah really yeah i thought sparky plug i don't know like I'm it's obviously on. it's not the same bone saw like design and stuff but that like i guess i don't know just i don't know i think sparky plug went with his attire i think i mean it's very I, cool I to think, see him paint i think bone saw and i think pat buck that's what i think Really? Yep. Marl. No, that's what they wore. That's like the same gimmick, the same attire. I definitely go with Sparky Plug. Now, who's but, a bigger Marl for that? Totally am. A hundred percent you. <laughs> but talking about being a Mark, because it's like, oh, like why does it not? Why does it not remind you of Bret Hart? I don't know. Just I, I think just the color scheme of it. <laughs> the color, the color scheme, scheme was orange was, and blue. Yeah, Sparky Plug. Spark Plug. He was red and yellow and stuff. Yeah, but he also had the blue. He had the tires with, I think, blue and yellow. Did he? Yeah, blue and yellow, not blue and orange. But you had Bray Wyatt uh, cutting a promo as well. Um, Seems like he's really hyping up this House of Hard... What is it? Not House of Hardcore. What is it? Dot net. Yeah. What's the match? It's the House of Horrors match. Yeah, the House of Horrors match. Which you got to be super careful on live television how you say that. Yeah. Because then it turns into something else. Mm-hmm. But. Dot com, perhaps. But, uh, well, not to say that they're. That. Okay, so tell me about the promo. I don't even, like, I can't follow Bray Wyatt promos ever. All right. I, well, I can't. Me neither. All right, so next up you had... uh, Backstage, uh, Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke were talking to each other, and she was showing her the clip of what happened to her on 205 Live with the gift exploding in her face. I don't even think we spoke about that last week. I didn't even see this. And uh, Emma came in. She, like, turned Alicia Fox against Dana. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then Dana, Dana was like... Uh, well, I mean, Emma was like, you want to stand on your own two feet? Let's see how you do. Something like that. So. And it's, instead of, instead, uh, of not- instead of Emma going into a match to be a number one contender, she's doing a secondary feud with Dana Brooke. Yay. But something that is yay, Jeff Hardy uh, taking on Cesaro, picking up the victory. Of course, Matt Hardy, Sheamus at ringside. Still, um, still so weird saying Jeff Hardy in regards to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, uh, Cesaro's selling of the twist of fate, though. That was interesting. He sold it as if it was a stunner. Yeah, it's funny because I watched that. And I'm like, like, do people like go into these matches like knowing I'm gonna sell this like this? They have to. Right? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they think about it. It's just not like, I'm going in here, this is what we're going to be doing. Like, I mean, in some senses, it makes sense for, for him to sell it like that because, like, he's he's super strong. Yeah. So it's like, it's not going to be something that knocks him 
down off of his feet. It's going to be something that, like, his feet are going to be standing there still for it. And it's like just the impact sells it. Boom. Snap back. Uh, I don't know. His, the selling of it, I wasn't, a, I didn't really like it too much. Well, tweet that to him and ask him about it in another language and maybe he'll get back to you. Nah, I'm going to skip that one, but uh, match but, wasn't bad. Yeah, no, I don't think it was at all. I mean, they're both Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. I think Cesaro's definitely proven that he's a, a really good tag team wrestler. And uh, yeah. Jeff Hardy obviously is. And I think they're both great singles competitors as well. Yeah, there's rumors that Jeff Hardy may even break off from Matt Hardy already. I don't, uh, I don't see that happening. I don't either, especially being the champ. But I mean, I mean, I do at some point. That better not happen, like until, until I get to see the Hardy Boys wrestle. <laughs> I, I definitely think it will happen at some point, and then like it makes sense why they're not broken and stuff. No, but because they, but like they don't have. What do you mean? It makes sense that they're not broken. WWE's not doing it because of the impact thing, it, which makes sense. Because of the lawsuit with them. Oh, well, but that's not like, it makes sense. What does that mean? Like, Because of the, you just answered the same question. Yeah, but you said, no, but you said it makes sense that they're not doing the broken gimmick because they're going to break Matt and Jeff away from each other. Now you're just putting. No, that's exactly what you said. Well, move on. That's not what I said. Well, I like that they all shook hands after the match. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had oh, they did. We spoke about the Braun Strowman backstage, but this is when it happened. I was a little bit Slater and Rhino backstage. They were being talking, and then Braun Strowman walked by them. Such an awful I, waste of crackers and cheese. I didn't like the way that Rhino was with this. I feel like, like it's he was Rhino. Like, 19, should, like the kind of like turned into like a nineteen twenties like I'm gonna fight you type of thing. No. Yeah, backs. Yeah, okay. I don't Rhino, think you know what nineteen twenties kind of fighting Rhino thing is. Threw his stuff in the air and was. Yeah, and then he and then cowering. he did. Then he put his fists up like a nineteen twenties comedic. I fighter. thought he was cowering. No, hundred percent. If you go, but like, if you go watch it, he puts his fists up like, "Hey, say, let's have a fight, say." I'm not a like, fan puts of the his way up. Well, that's whatever they right. did. They did. I mean. Well, bad choice of character. Um, next up, you have the main put his event. Arm, he should have what? put his arm across his across Heath Slater's chest and like, like I'll protect you, you're safe type of thing. Is that what you're thinking? Mm-mm. No. They're just building Braun Strowman up to be a monster. Yeah, I know, but Rhino's, still... Rhino's no longer a man beast. He's just a man who eats yeah. crackers and cheese. Main He's event: Braun Strowman and Big Show. Uh, decent match. I mean, considering the size of both of these guys, decent match. Uh, Giving one- for, for what it was, I thought it was really good, and I quite enjoyed the match. The part that I didn't enjoy was those arm drags. I don't know. I mean, I I, I like Rowan, uh, not Rowan, Braun doing the arm drag, but Big Show, it was just, it was weird. He was just like log rolling over them, which, I mean, I don't really see, expect I don't see it to like do that. anything else. I don't know. I- Looked like a normal arm drag to me. It, not to me. But they were doing um, things that, like people their their size, shouldn't physically be able to oh, do. Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. That's what they were doing. And I, and I guess I, 
in all in all, like the end of the match was super predictable. Uh, I mean, yeah. Monday Night Raw, you didn't even have the LED, like the new turnbuckles or anything. Yeah, you called it. So it's like, well, I mean, somebody actually tweeted to us. I was like, why are the LED, why are the ring posts not the normal ring posts? And then somebody said, the, the ring will probably break tonight. Oh, I thought that was your original thought. No, it was not. Oh, wow. But as soon as I, as soon as that person wrote that to us, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, but let's like, I thought it was a good match. I, uh, I mean, I said decent before, but it was good. It was entertaining. Um, Braun Strowman, he was able to fight back from the, uh, the KO punch. He was able to fight out of, kick out of the, the choke slam. I mean, there was really not much that Big Show can do to keep him down. Yeah. It was like, uh, and then every time they went up to that top turnbuckle, I was like, oh, here it's going to happen. Then it didn't happen. Yeah. Then here, oh, here it'll happen. Then it didn't happen. But then it finally happened. John Cone took a sick bump. Out, out of the ring as the ring collapsed. Um, but yeah, so, and Braun Strowman got up. He he was the, the last person standing. Now, the one thing I don't like about this is that I think it would have meant more, a little bit more if he put his foot on Big Show and forced the referee to count three. I think that that would have made Braun be like, that's like huge. Not only did... The ring destroy itself, like collapse or anything, but he just stepped on Big Show and picked up the victory without any with ease. I mean, of course, Big Show is out of it, but I think that that would have really been a good a good mark for Braun. It's like right now you're building him up, and like the only person that could actually become the Universal Champion after Brock Lesnar is now Braun Strowman. I mean, I don't believe anyone else has. That could, like, who else is there? Roman Reigns. But, like... You don't think just, Roman Reigns? Dude just got destroyed by Braun Strowman. Destroyed. Yeah. The only one that's built up enough right now. I mean, Brock Lesnar's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. So... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think Roman Reigns is going to be, be the one that beats Lesnar. And I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. that. That could be like a thing. I mean, it could. I don't know if it's necessarily. I'd rather because if you're Roman if you're doing yeah, but if you're doing if you're doing, I mean, let's face it, the match that has to happen at WrestleMania next year is Braun, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. The mm-hmm. two in twenty three and two. Well, yeah. So if that's going to be for the the Universal Championship in that sense, then Roman Reigns could defeat Brock Lesnar. Yes. Or or Roman Reigns goes into WrestleMania as champion, having had just defeated Braun Strowman at another pay-per-view. Let's say it's Roman Reigns. I mean, let's say it's Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Braun Strowman defeats the Beast. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns gets the title at... Royal Rumble or something. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar then goes on to win the Royal Rumble or something like that. Or just challenges Roman Reigns. Like, he goes into WrestleMania as champion. I'm the two in 23 and two. You're, or I'm the one in 21 and one. Or whatever he goes on to say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Paul Heyman has the whole 
journal of notes already on what he's going to say. Hmm. What if Heyman turns on Lesnar to side with Braun? I don't see that happening. Would be interesting. I, I think Braun is already like good enough on his own with promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Braun's doing a really great job. He's already shown like miles above Brock Lesnar in his promo skills division department. Oh, 100%. But do you think, do you like the way that this match ended? I mean, do you like the fact that they, that It was just super predictable. Braun just walked away. Uh, that I don't mind that. Okay. But the ring collapse was super predictable. Yeah. Well, Alright. Moving on to some Tuesday night SmackDown. No, thought you were gonna maybe try a Macho Man impression and say oh, no. Tuesday no, Night good. Nitro or Thursday Night Thunder. Uh Charlotte opening the show, cutting a promo, which I mean obviously was to me was bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh it was all about how she should be getting her shot for the women's championship. It's been seven days. How am I not already number one contender? Like, does that not sound like Charlotte cutting a promo right there? No, that sounds very accurate. Unfortunately, that sounds very accurate. So Naomi comes out. They end up brawling. Shane McMahon comes out and just grants her a match. Yeah, no... A match against Naomi on SmackDown. If you win, you are number one contender. Yeah. So that led into the next segment where, uh, I mean, you had your fallout. They brought a little bit more separation, yada, yada, yada. Backstage, Shane McMahon is standing there with Natalia, Carmella, James Ellsworth, and Tamina. uh, All of them pretty much saying the exact same thing. How can you grant Charlotte... A number one contendership, potential number one contendership match when we have been here for so not, long. Not potential, and it was. He granted it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I meant. That he did grant her a number one contendership match uh, to become that to, for a shot at the title when they haven't. And shame response to Natalia was just like, oh, well, she asked. You, you didn't ask. Yeah. I, I don't know if I was a fan of that. I'm getting sick and tired of not having my number one contendership for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. I don't know if Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan are even backstage. Yeah. I get enjoyment out of cutting that promo. But, uh, yeah, so that happened. Uh, After that, you said you're not a fan of that? No, no, I am. I am Um, a fan of it. uh, Up next, a big match for the number one contendership of the WWE Championship. Jinder Mahal picked up a a huge victory against Sami Zayn, Mojo Rawley, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of spots in this match. I mean, there was one spot where Rowan powerbombed Ziggler to the outside of the ring that I really liked. Right off the bat, what I did not like was Jinder Mahal not going after Mojo. Yeah. Like, he eventually did, but, like, if you're in a that match didn't even like occur that... to me. Yeah, I don't understand. And then also, why were the faces fighting the faces and the heels were facing heels? 
I'm fine with that. I, I mean, it's I, number one contendership. Right off the bat, though? Yeah, I'm fine with things he's going after. I don't skills. know, man. I'm fine with that. I don't know. Especially with that on the line. I mean, I mean like, it's not oh, like they're going to team up to take on anyone. Right, but still. I'm satisfied with the match overall, though. I, you know I'm happy, what? I'm happy I, with the outcome. I would have preferred for it to be Luke Harper to win this, but it'll be interesting I, to see where they go with uh, with Jinder Mahal. Even, I mean, the as, Bollywood boys helped Jinder win this. As crazy as it sounds, I would have been okay with anybody winning this match besides Ziggler. Actually. Everyone but Ziggler, I would have been okay with winning this matchup. And that's only because Ziggler I've been tired of. And I just, I want to see something different. And I think every other wrestler here would have brought something different to the table. So with it being Jinder Mahal, I am very good with this. What are your thoughts on the Bollywood boys? I thought that that was an awesome spot. I liked how Sami Zayn was setting up for his uh, halufa kick in the corner. And then the Bollywood boys grabbing his ankles, trying preventing him from uh, doing that. And then leading up to Jinder picking up the victory. I thought that was a great involvement. I like the fact that Jinder um, has the Bollywood boys by his side. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go, especially because of how hard Jinder, I mean, Jinder Mahal coming back after being fired in great shape. Um, I don't know if anybody else has made their return being in such great shape as Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal definitely took it to a next level uh, upon his return. And I'm looking forward to it. And this led into everything after where Randy Orton came out. Yeah, Jinder uh, Mahal. Mahal was on the mic. Yeah, he was being interviewed about the win. I think he was absolutely like killing it on the microphone. I agree. I thought it was a really good promo. And I also didn't like they were just pushing hardcore, pushing that the fact that Jinder Mahal will now go on to face Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. <laughs> What do you mean with the... Like, they're pushing that as... Like, all of a sudden, from WWE.com, it disappeared that the House of Horrors match was for the WWE Championship against Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, like, because they're pushing Randy Orton as champion, um, Bray Wyatt will, in fact, win the title, and that match will still be for the championship. Leaving SmackDown without a main championship. Then Jinder Mahal... Gets pissed off. Well, I have my number one contendership. I should be number one contender. I should have my WWE Championship match. Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, they can't do anything about it because the title's on Monday Night Raw now. So they next the next thing to do, they give him they give him a match for the US championship. I don't no. Know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't like I like your storyline. I was following you. I was actually paying attention and listening to you go through all that and picturing it, but I don't like the finish. I don't like the we'll give you a US title shot. Well, I mean where else I, I mean that there I has to be some way to get either the WWE or the World Heavyweight onto or I mean the Universal onto SmackDown. Brock Lesnar's not coming to SmackDown. No, but I can't I can't can't picture SmackDown being without one of those larger titles. Right, but I mean, as of now, Raw's without a championship. How? Brock yes, Lesnar is nowhere to be found. Brock no, Lesnar's not going to be found. Brock Lesnar's not going to defend the title within 30 days of, of, the, of his last defense or whatever. Yeah, but they're not The title's strip. null and void. It's, it's, it's non-existent. 
They're not going to strip him. That doesn't apply to him. It applies to everyone else. Right. I didn't say they're going to strip him. It's just non-existent. Yeah. Raw has but no championship. But it's still on you Raw. Just, you just said you can't see SmackDown not having a champion. Raw does not have a champion right now. It has Universal. Does not. He's nowhere to be found. Therefore, there's no championship. It's still on paper. It is still on yeah, on Raw. paper, but he has no. There's no title. Okay, but on paper they have a title. On paper, SmackDown just can't. On paper, the Hardcore Champion's going to come back. Hardcore Championship. Well, that's a hardcore mark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so the the stuff between Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal kind of just reminds me of the last time we saw that. In 2012, which coincidentally just happened to be also in April. You really don't think that the, the SmackDown would have any large title? I don't know how that's going to work. I have no idea. I mean, like, if, if, this, if, Randy would... Orton, if Randy Orton wins the House of Horrors match, that's pathetic for Bray Wyatt. I agree with you. But then on the other hand, if they do do this and take away WWE and Universal Championship away, like far away from SmackDown then maybe this is how you push the IC championship to be on that level. Which is on Monday Night Raw? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it is? Uh, the U- what about the U.S. The United, the United States championship is right now on SmackDown with Kevin Owens, or if Chris Jericho beats him at Payback with Chris Jericho on SmackDown. So then you're – I mean, but then with everything that you said, so then we're only going to have the U.S. title over there. Well, Right. Which maybe that in turn gets changed into some other, like where Jinder Mahal wants goes. I want a title shot. Blah blah blah. Takes makes a new championship. I have no idea. I, have I don't no know. Idea. There's a lot of fantasy booking that is involved with this. I think WWE like did not think this whole brand switch up through, and they're left I, with stuff I, I like Chris you- Jericho and Kevin Owens. Which is the same predicament as Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, except they're completely they're selling it differently. Whereas Randy Orton's on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt's on Raw. If Bray Wyatt, if the title's even still on the line, if Bray Wyatt wins the title, it's going to Monday Night Raw, as opposed to Chris Jericho as U.S. Champion on Raw. I mean, uh, I def- Kevin Owens as U.S. Champion on SmackDown and Chris Jericho on Raw. If Jericho wins. The title's not coming to Raw. It's going. He's going to SmackDown. That makes no sense. I don't. I. You, you know. I, I want to see the U.S. title, the IC title, become like the title to have. And maybe this is a way to get one of those titles to be the title to have. But on the other hand, and, and I also agree with you that T- WWE, I feel, is really regretting their decision of having this uh, this scramble because look at those matches. You have the t- both two titles up in the air Not where you scramble. really don't know what's... Shake-up. Yeah, shake-up. But you really don't know what's happening. And I feel like I really do agree with you that they are in a panic as to... They're like, wait, now we don't want... Especially look at what they're doing with the House of Heart. What is it? House of House- Horrors. House of Horrors match. I want to say House of Hardcore always. Chamber of Horrors. But the Chamber of Horrors match, no, how you house. keep on <laughs> Okay, but you keep on saying that there the title's on the line. The title's not on the line. Like, on I, the yeah, line. I have no idea if the title's on the line at this point. But why, like why is the WWE example. championship being defended on a SmackDown pay-per-view? I mean on a yeah, raw pay-per-view. 
But I feel like that's a prime example as to why, how you can see that the WWE really doesn't know the direction that it's going to be appearing in. It's like Fastlane all over again. Is it a capital L or is it a lowercase L? Uh, you know, questions <laughs> that we may never know. It's like Roadblock. Why were there two Roadblocks last year? Yeah. Did they forget there was one leading it, to WrestleMania? I think so. So. But like I was saying before, it reminded me of 2012 where Jinder Mahal cut Randy Orton off, uh, which ended up with an RKO to Jinder Mahal. But yeah, now I mean back then he looked like a main eventer, but now he looks like he's like could maybe become WWE yeah, champion. I totally agree with you. Which just gives me hope for the reignition of the 2009 feud of Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Hashtag Mark Dreams. Hashtag Mark Dreams indeed. Yeah. Indeed. But Bray Wyatt cut Randy Orton off, and then that was the end of the segment. Jinder Mahal just disappeared. Yeah. It was very sporadic. Uh, Next up, you had that number one contendership on the line. Charlotte picking up the victory over Naomi. Before the match even took place, though, backstage... Carmella, Natalia, and Tamina, like, they cut Charlotte off, and uh, it looked like they were maybe going to attack her, but they didn't. They let her walk to the ring, which kind of makes me believe that maybe they're going to prevent her from winning next week. I would be a fan of that. I like that idea. Um, especially because they keep on talking about how she, her entitlement, how she feels entitled to everything. So... I'm hoping to see more of that. But, yeah, Charlotte picked the victory over Naomi. I actually really like this match. I think the coolest thing that, that – the coolest part of the match that didn't happen was Naomi going for that springboard bulldog into the sunset flip, which she didn't land into the sunset flip because Charlotte broke the move or whatever. But Yeah. That would have been but cool. That was a cool match. I, I was actually a really big fan of this match. I thought that – it was enjoyable. I thought Charlotte, I thought, did good. And I thought Naomi did good as well. Um, then he finished with the I national know, there was selection. A point, there was a point, I forget exactly where, but Naomi was, like, waiting for Charlotte to get to the move. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte, I, like, remi- like, remembered, like, oh, I got to get to this. and then No no offense, but I, I noticed a few spots with Naomi as well. But, I mean, I still think it was a good match. And those kicks, man. I Those kicks are ridiculous. And the way Charlotte sold it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like you can't you can't sell those kicks. You really can't. You don't like, especially if there's no determined she has to have at least a determined limit as to how many she's throwing so the wrestler knows it doesn't oversell. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like, I don't like those rapid yeah. kicks. Those rapid kicks, I don't know. No, they're totally awful. But would you agree it was a good match? It was decent. That's it? Mm-hmm. Well, good input. Up no, I next, thought it was a good match. Up next, the Colognes defeated American Alpha, which it's interesting to note that they're not being called the Shining Stars anymore. Yeah. Where the only sign of the Shining Stars were on the back of their trunks, which kind of makes me, like it leads me to, to think that Carlito might actually be returning soon. As Maybe. Carlito Cologne instead of Carlito Caribbean Cool. Uh, talking about the Colognes, uh, Bruiser Brody should be inducted into the Hall of Fame some at some point. 
Um, I wasn't a fan of this end of the match, though. That Insigur, like, I forgot who it was. Epico, yeah, it was, I think it was but Primo. They hit, yeah, they hit the Insiguri, but then, like, they fell over the top rope by accident. I, uh, yeah, but, like, all That was definitely all, a botch over the top rope. All in all, though, I think American Alpha really got the short end of the stick in this, uh, in, in, in coming to the SmackDown roster. I feel like everything was the like, short. Being, you know, the, being on SmackDown, I think, really messed with them. I think being on Raw would have messed with them, too, but... Actually, maybe not, but being in this, being the champions that they were, I feel like they, uh, they were forgettable. Like I think, the, I think in this superstar shakeup, maybe they should have been moved to Raw. Yeah, it's very unfortunate because we we're both fans of theirs, and well, this is what's happening. Like SmackDown really did a bad number with their tag team division. Yeah. Like I was super pumped back when the draft happened for their for their tag team division, mm-hmm. and then just like slowly but surely, it was just like, what are they doing? Yeah, it became nothing. But talking about nothing, non-title match, Kevin Owens, def- not the no, it was a title match. It was yeah, it was okay. A US That's Open what I thought Challenge. too. But on the cage match, they had a non-title uh, against Gary G- Gary Grandy. Gandy, Gandy, I think Grandy? it was Gandy. Well, Gary, Gary. Uh, Gandy. Just say Gandy. That's what it was. Gary Gandy. Gary, Gary. Gandy. Gary, Gary. Double G. Double G. Uh, yeah, not much to say about this match. Yeah, the guy jumped too soon. <laughs> yeah. But I, that, I, I just... I think Kevin Owens got you back with that. Yeah. I, I just... I think these matches are going to keep happening with, like, jobbers just to keep Kevin Owens on television until whatever happens at payback. Yeah, which I'm fine with because I look forward to see, seeing uh, who we know could appear. Yeah, too bad they're not coming like to the East Coast anytime soon again. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Uh, next up you had the main event, AJ Styles picking up the victory over Baron Corbin due to Countdown. This match was awesome. Yeah, Kevin Owens ended up sticking around for commentary. Yeah. And uh, um, Baron Corbin reversed the move onto AJ Styles. Or removed, reversed the move on, reversed a move AJ Styles was doing. Right. Yeah. And he landed onto Kevin Owens. Yeah, and I that took out Kevin Owens for a little bit. But there was so much in the match. You had the calf crusher, deep six. I mean... I was a big fan of the end of the match too, where uh, you had the forearm, the flying forearm. Well, before that, even AJ went up to he went after he got thrown onto Kevin Owens. He ends up getting up, almost gets hit with the the end of days, and reverse yeah. that. Gets up onto the ring apron and hits that forearm, which just sent Corbin flying into the crowd. Yeah, I mean, boom, ten count. It was a good match. Apparently, they have a lot in mind and planned out for Baron Corbin. Um, and they're very high up on him. So, I'm intrigued. If they are as high up on him then as people say, why didn't he defeat Dean Ambrose? Yeah, I don't. That, to me, ugh, I still hate Why that. did he defeat him in a match that obviously didn't make any difference or matter? On SmackDown, and then 
have Ambrose leave with the title, even though it should have been Baron Corbin holding that title. Makes no sense to me. Also, Charlotte lost her last match on Monday Night Raw. Why should she be giving a... Just because she asked for it? According to the logic that Shane McMahon provides. I'm about to ask Shane for a match. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine he goes, okay. Well, you Uh, asked for it. I would be like, I'd have to turn it down. (laughs) Why? What what am I going to do? What are you not going to do? First of all, I'm... Wouldn't have I wouldn't have like we could do like a training montage and everything. I would have no knowledge of inside the ring except how to throw a spear. Well, <laughs> and you know how to. I mean, thanks to Rocky Johnson, you know a little bit. I could throw a big boot, and I was never trained by Rocky Johnson. Stop saying that. Uh, like, I could definitely throw a big boot. I you think were I think Rocky it. Johnson wanted to train me. Yeah, you were offered to. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Long story short, Brendan did not get trained by Rocky Johnson. No. If he didn't know that already. But, so, yeah, yeah, so that was uh, WWE SmackDown. Um, let's talk about NXT briefly. You want to talk well, about I guess before NXT, Live. let's talk about 205 Live. Yeah. Damn. Uh, brutalness of Rich Swan. Oh, I know, right? But too much soap opera-ish. I mean, let's basically came down to Alicia Fox dumping uh, Dar, Gnome Dar. She goes, my name is not Alicia Fox. I was like, no, we're not going to hear that anymore. Really? <laughs> I I don't know. It's I like hearing it. It's cool. Really? I hate that. Alicia Fox. Yeah. Look that. I hated it. Make me famous. What if she changes that to his uh, entrance theme? What? Like that's like how Brock Lesnar has that huge has has that huge noise. Braun Strowman has that huge brawn. What was if Noam Dar his entrance is Alicia Fox? Fox, and then it goes into his theme song. What if? But yeah, then she ends up trying to give Rich Swan what he deserves, and he dumps, he rejects her because of his allegiance to Cedric Alexander. Yeah, who she did to. He was showing showing her a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. Uh, what are you, you? Did you like this? I enjoyed it. It was just like, damn, savage. I I was not a fan of this. I really, really didn't like it. It was very soap opera y. Um, and I just wasn't a fan. I didn't like it. I wish they were together now. Why, you don't? No, I I think it played off nicely. No, I just wasn't a fan of it. But Tozawa picked up the victory. Now it lets Alicia Fox do stuff on Monday Night Raw in the the women's division. Yeah. Tozawa picked up the victory over Tony Nese. Thanks to some distraction over, huh? Did you say yay? Yeah. Or, Or yeah. Yay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but Tazawa picked up the victory over Nice thanks to the distraction from uh, the Brian Kendrick. And then after the match, Tony Nice attacking Kendrick from behind, Tazawa telling him it's less than the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Always have your yeah. eyes behind your back. Yeah. Which isn't what he said. Eh, close Always enough. have eyes. What is the saying? Always have. Eyes behind your back. 
I don't know. Arya Davari picked with victory over Mustafa Ali. Uh, during the match, uh, Ali was about to pick up the victory, hit him with a finisher, but Drew Gulak came out with an air horn, well, uh, megaphone, and a, f- a sign that said, no fly zone, yeah. distracting Ali, leading Which to Davari like, picking up that victory. My fingers are like as crossed as they can get, hoping next week is no dabbing. I wish. <laughs> Apparently, what's his face? Uh, Corey Graves said that it's all with the no dab uh, push. Yeah, because no dabbing. I mean, dabbing sucks. The yeah. all, literally the only time I've ever been fine with somebody dabbing. Um, the other day, my brother asked my neighbor to be his ring bearer. Ring bearer? Mm-hmm. And he's this little six-year-old kid. And... He goes to give my brother a high five or something, and he goes to goes in for the high five, and the kid takes away and dabs. I thought it was the funniest thing. That's so awful. I, well, how I, is that okay? I don't know. I thought it was. I just thought it was funny. I was gonna. I don't know where they learn where children learn to dab and stuff, but I mean, funny, yes, but still, I would never encourage any <laughs> child or want to see a little child do that disgraceful motion. But Austin Aries picked up the victory over TJP uh, with the discus five arm, and then Neville attacking Aries following the match, and uh, yeah, locking him that submission move with TJP just sitting there watching. Yeah. So, uh, WWE NXT took place this week. Do you have any notes on this or no? Nope. All right. I well, didn't get I- to. I didn't get to watch it yet. No worries. Uh, spoiler then. Andrade Almas picked up victory over Danny Birch with that hammerlock DDT. Dude, that may be one of my favorite finishers in WWE right now. And you still don't see it. You still don't see him being a main event superstar one day? <sighs> Not Del Rio. But I don't know. I see others before him. I see others before him. Why do you not see others before him? I I mean, there's obviously going to be others before him. I just said one day. I don't know. But you also said that he was like Patron. And I don't yeah, think so. I think he has the potential, 100%. I don't think he's like Del Rio. I think he could be like himself. I'm but... not saying he's going to be Del Rio. I'm saying he could be like Del Rio was. I don't know. But that Hammerlock DDT, that would be my finisher in the video game. Love that finisher. Uh, Aaliyah and Liv Morgan picked up the victory over Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Uh, following the match, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce doing a little temper tantrum. I saw a gif of that and it said somebody clear the mosh pit or something. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, in the main event of the evening, you ended up – oh, you also had Bobby Roode confronting – well, pretty much on the mic talking and then Hideo Itami uh, accepting pretty much a challenge and rocking Bobby Roode with the go to sleep, which would, got a huge reaction from the crowd. But the main event of the evening was a steel cage match. Ty Dillinger picking up the victory over Eric Young. Awesome, awesome match. You had Eric Young doing the elbow drop from the top of the steel cage. You had Dillinger doing a cro- huge cro- flying crossbody from the top of the cage. Um, and then you also had the involvement of Roderick Strong and Cassius, o- uh, yeah, Cassius Ono uh, 
coming out to the ringside. And one of my favorite parts was Dillinger. It, everything started to come undone. And Alexander Wolfe was climbing up the cage and down the cage at the same time that Dillinger was making his way through the exit of the cage. And it just, the way that it all synced together was perfect. So if you haven't seen this match, I definitely highly suggest you check that out. Next week, you're going to have Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Almas. Uh, Tyler Bate take it on Jack Gallagher. And uh, Alec, um, what's his name? Black. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Alec Baldwin is going to be in action as well. Alistair Black. So, yeah, Alistair. Alistair Black is going to be in action. So, that's it. Yeah, so that was uh, Ty Dillinger's goodbye to NXT. So, Dave, sh- shameless plugs? Shameless plugs! Thank you, everyone, for your support. We appreciate you listening to this podcast. And always the feedback whether it's Twitter, Facebook, really appreciate it. Uh, go follow Eric at Montreal Broski and check him out on the Kayfabe Today podcast at Kayfabe Today. You can also check him out on YouTube first thing in the morning, uh, youtube.com slash first thing in the morning show. Uh, he just posted a video of him playing Doom, um, a ton of Let's Plays. So go check him out, good old Eric over there. And that's all I got to say about this week. Did you watch uh, Up, Up, Down, Down with Cesaro or no? No, I have not. Is it good? I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny watching him play video games. But he's like super into it, so. I feel like I saw him once play video game on there. But it was like a, like but... a mobile video game. Mobile video game? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But, hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. I gave a shout-out to Trial and Error on uh, on the show like a month ago, maybe. But uh, it's done. I'm doing it again, though, because season one is, is done. And it's such a good show. It's on NBC. Everyone seriously needs to check it out. And I, I really hope there's a season two. It's John Lithgow. Watch it. Everybody watch it. Trial and error. Trial and error. Binge watch I, it. On, binge watch it on on demand. Do it. I actually think I saw a pre. Uh, what is it? A preview promo. Dude, watch commercial it. for it. It's all on. It's all on demand. Watch it. I'm telling yeah. you, you have to enjoy it. It's good. Uh, next up, you're going to be disagreeing with me, but uh, it's going to the new song by Harry Styles. Sign of the times. I think it's an awesome song. Yeah, Brandon's a huge fan of Harry. <laughs> no, uh, he has like, sent me his past songs, no. two songs on Facebook. What do you mean? I only sent one song to you. No, you sent me one a month ago. No, I did not. I never sent a Harry Styles song. I would never. You definitely s- did. No, a hundred percent didn't. I'll bet you. You know what song it was? It was Harry Styles with Taylor Swift. That's not Harry Styles. Bam Rosas involved. It's, it's the other One Direction member, and he's not involved. Nick Jonas. No, he's not in One Direction. Oh, well. But I think this is way better than that Taylor Swift song. That's what you say. Yeah. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Sign of the Times. Yeah. I, to me, it reminds me of like, I don't know, like, kind of like, I don't even know how I could put this. 
like Freddie Mercury, but also like David Bowie-ish. Interesting. Not, yeah, it's weird. Well, uh, while we are promoting stuff, well, never give mind. my last shout out. Going to uh, just going to give my last shout out to Bon Jovi. Um, they they sold they sell the concert that you go to on like after the show, the audio from it, so it's cool. That's pretty cool. I like when they do that. Like when we saw Kiss both times, they did that. Yeah. So it's always cool. But the, they were selling it on a USB thing for $45 at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Insanely ridiculously priced. I brought the, the 12 $12.99 for the MP3s. Not bad. No. But $45 for a wrist bracelet? That's ridiculous. No. No, no, no. Although I might have paid like thirty for Kiss, interesting, which is also ridiculous, but nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. So uh, those are my shout outs. Moving on to well, before you continue into that, just want to mention real quick, uh, Ryan from the wrestling pro wrestling sheet. They are looking for a part time writer. It's a paid position. If you're a pro wrestling fan on the East Coast, preferably. Always on social media, watching wrestling. Go, go uh, send all of your information, a resume, a sample written uh, segment, whatever you call it, over to them, prowrestlingsheet at gmail.com. They are a legit website that fact checks everything that they put out there, and we appreciate them. So go check them out, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet. So. Our. Our. out moment of the week time um i think collectively it is this moment um spoiler alert my my jaw did drop when i saw this i was because you never happy. for at this point you'd never ever expect that i'm very happy to see this news um yeah but collectively spoiler big time spoiler even though probably everybody already saw it uh candace Lorray. Also, Rachel and Rachel Ellery, empty at Trinidad, appearing on NXT in a battle royal, it seems, for the um, maybe a number one contendership at the women's title. Yeah. Or that I'm not too sure about. But they appeared in a battle royal. And so awesome to see all three of these competitors uh on NXT, Thea Trinidad has been there before. I, Rachel so Ellery, the same thing. Yeah. But – Candice LeRae has never been on NXT before, whether it's tapings or whatever. Um, so very exciting and awesome to see Candice LeRae finally being on, used on NXT. So, I mean, I don't think, I haven't seen her booked as often as we used to. Maybe show signs sign soon. So, but that is our mark out moment of the week. Um, hey, Brandon, take it away. That was our show, episode number 324. Check us out, marketout.com. Check us out on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Buy some t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Also, go over to uh, youtube.com slash out 11 
Facebook.com slash out. Give us a like there. Follow us on Twitter at out at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161, and we wish you... We wish you... The... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week.